When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. On the latest episode of BCC The Other Side, we recap and review the 1993 alien abduction classic, Fire in the Sky. It's a must-listen to coda to our Travis Walton two-parter exclusively on our Patreon. To listen, go to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. <gasps> Dun dun dun! Not with me today is regular host Bryce Johnson, nor super producer Riley Bray. They're both absent. Bryce is probably off looking for Bigfoot in the woods somewhere, and Riley, well, last time I saw Riley, he was making the pilgrimage to the top of a mountain to commune with the cosmos using the power of sick riffs and electronic soundscapes. I wish them both well, as and they will return next week. Uh, that being said, hoo, 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 I'm in control now. Uh, Wet Hot Alien Summer 2 Summer Abduction rolls on, and I'm certainly not celebrating alone. Because when the boys are away, the cats like to play. I know that's not really the expression, but we have an amazing guest filling in for Bryce. She's going to be the co-host for this week, and she does love cats. You know her from a funny feeling. And the new Patreon podcast, L is for Losers, of which I am a patron. Club Scouts of all timelines, please welcome back to the show our dear paranormal sister, Marcy Jaro. Oh, hi, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm sad that our other buddies aren't around. I know. But honestly, more talking for me, and I love it. (laughs) Well, you know, you have how many? Seven podcasts now? You have one every day of the week, right? So you know how to do this. I do feel like my schedule is taken up by a lot of podcasting, and I love it, so I have no complaints. Well, you're also very good at it, and I'm already a big fan of your brand new one, Ella's for Losers. (gasps) Thank you so much for being a patron. Uh, It has been such a fun launch. We just launched last week. So 
I don't know when this is coming out. I assume soon. So be, uh, when, when they hear this, it'll be like two weeks ago. Okay. You launched okay. two weeks ago. But it, yeah, yeah, it's fun to like have a new format. And I don't know. It's just nice to see all of our, our friends who listen to our podcast, Cardition at RIP. To, they come, they came along with us. And that's so nice. So it's been really fun. And also... I don't have to write as many notes about the Kardashians, and that's really nice. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, check out that show as well. I did an episode with you and uh, yes. the mystery person who we're about to introduce. Uh, but you know what? They've already downloaded the episode. They know what's going on. Um, yeah. Guys, uh, real quick, before we bring in this amazing guest, uh, little clubhouse keeping. Remember, we're trying to reach 1,000 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And if we hit our goal, we will record the long, legendary, yet never recorded BCC Jet Ski Special up at Shaver Lake. We are getting closer and closer and closer to this goal. So please don't let up. Send us those five-star reviews. And if you do, we might read one on the air like this one. The one that Marcy is going to do us the honor of reading. Okay. This comes from B Dads with a Z. Hmm. Great paranormal podcast. If you enjoy the spooky and otherworldly, you'll love this podcast. Bryce, Michael, and Riley approach these subjects with a with a, a passion and sense of humor that will get you immediately hooked. Let's get these boys on some jet skis. Yes, let's do it. Hey, um, B-Dads, sorry that I read your typo. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> B-Dads, check out A Funny Feeling. You'll like that one, too. Um, <laughs> you can also support the show by dropping a one-time or occasional pledge over at buymeacoffee.com or by subscribing to our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, where a monthly pledge of $5 will grant you access to three to five bonus episodes every month, plus our entire catalog of 155 exclusive episodes and more fun content. What are you waiting for? Join us on the other side at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, the links to all this stuff you can find at our Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and, of course, our Twitter at Bigfoot Pod. Okay, Marcy, mm. let's get into why we're really here. Mm. Um, would you please introduce who we have with us this week? It is my pleasure. This person has some of the best hair, the best nails, the coolest miniatures. And she's also my co-host on L is for Loser, Jessica Jardin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my god miniatures wait did uh, i did i already fuck up the name of your new podcast twice i thought it was plural is it just l is for loser one loser did i say that it's l is for losers it's well it's many it's multiple I, losers it's all of our losers yes don't worry but it can be singular it can be plural but we know that there's many um hi guys hi jess Thanks. i'm so excited to have you here I'm so excited to be here. This is the best. This is just a good crew. I was in that zone uh, where I was just listening. Like I was like just listening to the podcast. I was like, oh, I'm on the podcast. So I need <laughs> to be ready. <laughs> um, get it together, Jessica. Do not wake up. I did the little, yeah, I did the little like cheek slap. Like get it together. <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up. I, she put on bright red lipstick. She's ready to go. I'm wearing a, a ball a, gown. A, you gave yourself a showgirls pep talk in the mirror. 
Yes. It's now or never. Um, no, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for those compliments. My sweet co-host, Marcy, really pumped me up. Uh, I'm so excited. What an exciting time. So you collect miniatures? I mean, this is called Bigfoot Collectors Club, so we can talk about collectibles as well from time to time. Oh, good. Yes, I would not say I'm in the realm of like a true collector, but uh, yeah, I collected when I was a kid. I didn't have like a dollhouse or anything, but I was really into miniature food and fruits. Um, And I had like a little fruit stand. And I, at the beginning of the pandemic, just was like, it dawned on me that because you used to have to like go to drive to a dollhouse store a miniature store you're like, not to a go collector find you're not a collector but you know where the dollhouse dollhouse like store is. that when i was a kid that was like okay. a big an all-day adventure so then i was like wait a minute i bet etsy has changed the game uh and that was almost a mistake because that really just opened a whole pandemic portal and so i yeah i have a shelf i'm looking at hanging on the wall that has miniatures of a lot it's still just a lot of food i have miniature dim sum i have miniature bloody marys i have miniature pies cocktails uh all kinds of stuff um but it's almost always food so i have yeah my little shelf i mean secrets out uh the reason we had to start a patreon is because jess (laughs) has to buy more miniatures and we need the money i truly do need another display shelf so (laughs) that that actually will be a huge help but um yeah they're just sweet and cute and make me happy and uh it's really fun like scrolling through etsy and seeing all the different little world of miniatures and they like send them since it's etsy they send them with like sweet little notes because it's people who make them by hand and the whole thing just is very charming do you ever world do you ever walk past your miniature food and then pick pick like one little item up and hold it up to your lips and go like i should i wish uh i've i've definitely have had like photo shoots with all of them you know like holding them up and deciding i look cute um they're very sweet (laughs) but yeah, they, they make me hungry, honestly, because they do such a good job of making them like so enticing. But um, yes, I love miniatures so much. And uh, it's it's a good thing I don't have more space in this apartment or I would definitely like cover every surface with them. You know what they should do? If anyone out there on Etsy is listening, they should make scratch and sniff miniature foods. <gasps> That's a great idea. It would be, it, I, but I would maybe eat them so i'd have to be careful but now, yeah i thought you were gonna say was they should make shelving that is like have you ever seen the original movie overboard uh-huh. so, you know the shoe system he's installing mm-hmm. <laughs> no you don't know mm-hmm. the shoe system mm-hmm. kurt mm-hmm. russell's installing oh yeah. guys everyone knows the shoe system and it's just like it brings them to the f- forefront and then rotates them out to the side yes that's what you need that is what i need i mean i would love to be to have like a palatial estate absolutely filled with miniatures in all sorts of displays and scenarios have you ever seen how um Barbara Streisand has like in the basement of her mansion, she has like a little fake town. Doesn't she have like a fake like shopping? Yeah, it's like a it's like a little village and like little stores. It's insane. It's the mark of like a lunatic diva. But she has like a little indoor village of shops and they're all stocked with different things. I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, works there. I think it's just for fun. But I would do that in a heartbeat. Michael Yuri, I think, did, and maybe Tom Lank later did uh, a one-man show called Buyer Seller about that entire basement. 
Oh my like god, a play I would love to see it. it. Oh my god, well, it's so iconic. It's like it's the most perfect like diva news you could have. Uh, so no, I I would love that, and maybe I'll have a tiny one, a tiny uh town of shops someday, someday. There was, there was if a, I make it. There was a place when I was growing up called Exchange City where you would go to learn how to like write checks and buy goods and services, and everybody <laughs> had a job, and it was like a little miniature city with like a little. It was it was all indoors, you know what I mean? But it was like a little miniature town with like a bank and like no, a, that's a the diner. plot of back in the USSR, right? <laughs> Is it really? I've never seen that movie. Wait, why am I only talking about weird eighties movies? I've seen okay, Overboard. I, I love Overboard. <laughs> <laughs> wait was this little um commerce center for children yeah? yes fifth graders okay. yeah yeah Got it. and yes. you would learn to like you would everyone had a job i were i was a newspaper reporter and i got I, I may have told this story i don't know why i would tell this story on the podcast before but i remember the mayor was this girl and i printed because like the format from the newspaper had like you know, uh, today's news gossip and like stuff like they, they put a gossip <laughs> column in there that I had to fill out. And so like, I wrote like rumor has it our own mayor and has a crush on. So <laughs> I got, I got called to the mayor's office and she bitched me out for that. It was like, it was like really being a reporter. <laughs> She you were cried. like aiming, fully aiming for Wait. like Daily Mail, TMZ yes. level scoops. Yeah. She cried. Yeah, you she made was her cry. really upset. I felt so bad about it, but I was like, I, I don't know what else gossip to put in here. I did hear a rumor that she likes this guy, or like I think they had kissed. Oh, I may have so even put was that. True. It was. Yeah, it was true. true. She was really upset, and I I felt awful. Not, you know, boy, oh boy, did I make a lot of people cry by accident um, in <laughs> elementary school and middle school. Just oh, so socially I, naive. And I still would to like this to day. <laughs> I would like to correct myself. The movie is called The Experts. What, the USSR one? Yes. The movie, the, the, the song that plays in a montage is back in the USSR, but it's got the, it stars John Travolta. Ooh. Oh, and another guy, <laughs> and another guy, <laughs> and a John whole Travolta. another guy, and another oh, guy. Ari Ari Gross, oh, that sure. Familiar. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's about this these two guys. I forget how they get there, but they're basically land oh, yeah. themselves in this town that is filled with Russians trying to learn how to become American. Oh, what a concept. That sounds like it could be like an FX series now. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Reboot the experts. Let's go. Bring back John Travolta's character in a cameo. And the other guy. And the other. He's got a great rat tail. You'll love it. Wait, I have more questions about this children's commerce center. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to. Fine. We're going to go way off topic on this episode, but that's fine. I'm just fascinated. Was it like. A business itself, like parents came and like they paid to let have their children learn. <laughs> Good question. Or was it was it like a just a community function? I'm just very curious about it because I think it sounds really useful, and I would have loved to have had something like this. It so. was it was a place where you would go with your school on a field trip. And Got it. Okay. You basically would spend like a couple weeks ramping up to Exchange City, where you would like learn about check writing and all this stuff and like opening a bank account. 
and then you would get your jobs and you would kind of have to research what your jobs do. And then like the bus takes you there, you show up and then for a day you're a mini little city and there's like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was also kind of a letdown because I had been, my sister's, my sister's like six years older than me. So I had heard about this for like when I was like in preschool or kindergarten and I, dreamt about it all throughout you know so i really built it up i thought it was going to be like (laughs) disneyland and then i got there and i was like okay this is a little underwhelming but you know and then i got yelled at by the mayor (laughs) made (laughs) made the mayor cry well Well, you humiliated her in front of her in front of the guy she liked the most yeah i mean and her reputation was on the line i mean i gotta side with her but at least you were an honest journalist sharing a true story at least it wasn't made up i would like to say to all the potentially future humiliated women out there don't cry that's the big tell when you cry when someone says you like so-and-so and and you burst into tears everyone knows then and there it's true hey man i only (laughs) report the truth okay (laughs) you broke Um, a huge story that was your me too you're ronan farrow yes yes i was a little ronan farrow um, and, actually, and actually, as mayor, she was she had too much power over anyone that she was romantically involved with in that city. So uh, yes, I was speaking truth to power. Exactly, it was a uh, it she was, was you calling out power dynamics yeah, before was, they were ca- known. Yeah, she had to resign at three o'clock that day. It was it was done. <laughs> um, Jess, we yes. like to ask everybody who comes on the show, what if anything is your personal paranormal history? You know. This is this is such a tough one because it's like uh, the same way that I wish I could eat spicy food or that I wasn't a baby about uh, fish and therefore could eat sushi. It's not all food. Uh, I feel like it's a bummer because I want nothing more than to be and to have a bunch of paranormal stories. I want it to be true the same way I love like the Zodiac and everything. I just have never had the good fortune, I guess, of having interactions that have felt like particularly spooky. Mm. Um, so it's like I <laughs> I feel like like a believer who just has not had my like rapture, I guess. Um, but no, I I want very much to believe. I don't think I'm somebody who who believes that it you know, obviously there's like the wide spectrum, right. Of like what falls under paranormal, but everything feels very possible to me. Um, and I, I wish I had had some interactions cause I have so many friends who have our friend Yamara casually oh. talks to ghosts all the time. Yes. And yes. I have to hear about it firsthand. You should have her on, uh, to I'd talk love about to. it. Um, it's very, except it's very like almost blase. Like, oh yeah. yeah. She's like, oh yeah. There's dead guy in the, my hotel room, which is very annoying. Just like, that's how she acts. Yeah. It's it's not, it's, 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 uh, very small potatoes to her, but, um, that's similar to Santina. Uh, I didn't realize that Santina like spoke to, to the other side. Uh, wow and um she came on the show and she was like yeah well i did that but you know she's like rushing past all this other like wait a minute how many ghosts have you (laughs) spoken to that's exactly how it was with yamara just like very chill trained like yamara has done readings for me and other friends like she and she she did past lives like she she does she does some kind of like medium type stuff some work uh what does she call it i forget healing space work but um no i've never seen a ghost i don't i don't know that i've ever felt like i've been communicated with um 
I it's it's a tragedy because I would love to. So did to you, all the ghosts and aliens out there, come come at me. <laughs> oh boy, you're in it. You're in for it now. Did you uh, like? Have you ever heard a story or seen like a TV special where you're like, you know, like a, an old sightings or unsolved mysteries where you're like that one really stuck with me. That was a cool UFO story or that was a cool ghost story that a friend told me. Anything like that? Well, you know, I'll tell. I heard one that I. I don't know if I can share. I'm not going to use the names if that's okay. Because it's fine. like, it connects to UCB people and it involves murder. So it's heavy. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, this is story is, this is, a, this is story is so good. <laughs> I hope it's the one you're thinking of. It's not my story, but I, it is the one that I would say like chilled me great to my bones the most. But, um, someone in the community, in the UCB community, um, was, uh, is from Texas and had grown up in the house that he and his family had moved into knowing um, that the previous owner, there had been a murder there um, that it was like, you know, the parents had been open with the kids and for however they knew that there had been this like really horrible tragedy in the house growing up, like in Houston where I think it was a single father and two daughters and, um, he had like lost his mind and uh, tried to kill them and killed one and I think committed suicide. And it was just like a weird knowledge he had his whole life growing up and grew up like seeing ghosts, like seeing like a little like kid running around and sort of was in the way we're talking about with Yamara was like kind of like cool with the whole thing, like knew the story. It was spooky but it was just part of like growing up in this complicated house. That's that cut to like some years ago, somewhat recently at UCB, this person uh, was a standup and um, was performing. I mean, and uh, heard like there it was a show going on, like a standup show going on. And a lady was on stage uh, doing her act and starts talking about growing up in houston and references like basically exactly where he grew up no way i don't even know what the like identifier was but like said the name of the street or something like that and because she had heard of the murder house obviously well okay wait they go so after the show he's he goes up to her and is like hey that's so crazy you're from there i'm from there and they start the conversation and it (gasps) turns out she lived in the same house and they piece together. It's her. She is the surviving daughter who became happened to become a comedian also was like living in New York and was just out doing a show in LA. He happened to hear it. And like, it was face to face with this person whose sister and family had haunted him his whole life growing up as a kid in this house. And they like, I think like truly the blood drained out of them. And I don't even think they like finished having the conversation. Like they were like, it was just too much all of a sudden, you know, like just the world was too uh, cataclysmic in that moment. And that story, like still to the, like it is so the chances are so odd. It's just so weird and specific. And it just is so spooky. So 
that that could even happen that all of it was true and that they like pieced it together and that yeah these people like cross paths after having that kind of connection so that's a wow. really sad story but it's really spooky too it's yeah. also fascinating Yes. And can you imagine just hear it was like he heard it in passing from the side stage and was like, oh, weird. That's so specifically like my street or whatever it was. Uh, and then it happened. It was just so much happenstance, you know, and then that's it. That's the girl. That's the survivor. <sighs> Seems like they should have gotten married, though, right? I know it should have been love. <laughs> or teamed up to fight crime. One of the two. Yeah. And then and then get married. To go back to that house and like write that wrong or whatever needed to happen. Uh, but yeah, I just is so, so spooky. So that's a story that's not mine, but that definitely like rings in my head of just being like, it all feels very possible and real. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Um, yeah, that's that's truly wild. Marcy, you'd heard this as well, obviously. Yes, I've heard it. Um, and, you know, I was going to ask even before this, like, so I have some theories about why some people, you know, maybe are more prone to having paranormal experiences. And I think Jess was actually raised in the environment that would cause the opposite because your <laughs> your parents, your your father's a scientist. That's probably a very I've never put that together. That is probably so the heart of it is that I was raised with zero religion, neither of my parents brought any real they were really like from religious families but we were raised with zero 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 religion to a point that i know nothing and i'm stupid about religion and then my dad is a full-on scientist with this phd in chemistry um and my mom's a professor and so they're just like yeah they're just a we're just a real facts-based family <laughs> uh and definitely ghosts are not facts ghosts are <laughs> Facts, yes. I agree. I agree. But you know yeah, the, I imagine that there was just not a lot of room for, for it. Look, your dad may not have ghost stories, but when I saw him over the weekend, he said fruit in his Scottish <laughs> accent, and I was like, just, oh, it just tickled me. Pink fruit. Uh, what is it with your family and fruit? Oh, no, he I just, guess. it was just the how he was, cause he's, his accent is, he's Scottish. His yes. accent's not very strong, no. but he offered us like some, you know, if you want anything to drink, it's some fruit. And it really came out with fruit. And I was like, oh God, this is charming. This is great. <laughs> he, yeah, I guess we are drawn to fruit and offering fruit and adoring <laughs> it was a fruit. We it outside. was a hot day. It was a hot day. But no, he's a, yeah, he is a, a, a softened uh, Glasgow accent from being here like 40 years. But yeah, I, so I don't hear it at all anymore, but I like that it is still there. It's very cute. Amazing. But yeah, he's just a sweet scientist, man, who's probably not talking or thinking about ghosts ever. So I never got the chance, but someday maybe. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, when I say that, that that's why think that maybe she hasn't had her own experience i do think that there is something about being open to it and maybe even curious about it that makes it more likely that it's going to happen yeah um, probably the same thing with everything like you know it's all courtship yes i think it is it's a yeah it's it's like an aw it's awareness right like you have that sensitivity or sensory uh awareness and uh, yeah i just don't know that i have i have it 
I want yeah, it. you just may not have the right. It also, I think sometimes people just have a radio tuner in yeah. their head that's really strong, whether they're into it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, shit, why is this happening to me? Because you do hear stories, especially in the alien abduction world, of like people being like, I never gave two shits or thought twice about flying saucers, and then I got abducted by aliens, and I <laughs> yeah. truly don't know how to wrap my brain around this. <laughs> no. That's genetic. Yeah. <laughs> Runs in the bloodline. That's right. See, Marcy gets it. Um, I get it. Both of you guys are big into reality TV. I know this from keeping up or what? Uh, what is it? Wait, not keeping we it. We were Kardashian it. Kardashian it. We're, we're losers. Yes, yes. Yes. No, I just can never remember what the name. It's keeping up with the Kardashians, right? It's That's, dead. It doesn't matter. We're moving forward. So I know that like recently there was news that I think chloe was really into ufos and going out and looking for ufos uh-huh. well, this is not even new chloe right. has been okay. on the paranormal tip since the very first you mm-hmm. know back Big in the believer. day yeah they're old old episodes uh with caitlin when caitlin was still their stepfather uh taking an rv out to roswell new mexico with the kids accidentally like going on to like places they shouldn't have the like high security um she's been on tyler uh henry hollywood medium she and kylie both so like the little kids and chloe not the little kids kylie and kendall (laughs) i like calling them the little kids the little billionaire (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah they're very much i think the whole family kind of leans towards believing because their father died tragically. Oh, there's a lot of ghost stuff with yeah. uh, Robert Sr., for sure. <laughs> Robert Kardashian Sr. haunts the family constantly. Yes. Have they we seen would... his ghost in the house? Do they talk about that on the show? Because I think this would surprise a lot of people who don't watch this stuff, that this actually it's comes less up. like they see him and more that well particularly like kim is very vocal about like flashes of light or like certain times of day and like signs and symbols a lot yes. more than like oh there he is um unless you count the hologram of course that kanye had made for her which is wait not what ghost, but he made oh, a hologram no. of her dad oh my god yes he made for her 40th birthday last year. She took this very scandalous trip to a private island with like 40 yes, of her I best friends. I remember when this happened, something. mostly because you were getting <laughs> mad about it on your Instagram. <sighs> just like, we were not like, pleased. It was like in September when things were like, we're not going to private islands, guys. Or maybe it, it was August. It was yeah. just like peak misery for every other living person. And it was just poor timing on so, the whole. I missed the part where you guys talked about them having a hologram. Oh, so, well, so what happened was... Kanye wasn't there for most of the trip or any of it or most of he it. He came, I think for a, a teeny bit at the <clears> end, but, but, but for the hologram, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. And he had created a hologram to talk to Kimberly, Kimberly to tell her how proud he was. But first to talk about how great Kanye is. <laughs> Kanye's a genius. And then to make a comment about farting. <laughs> it was 
so weird. It was like, truly do yourself a favor and watch it because it will make your brain explode. It's insane. It's like, truly, he, because he, I I don't, you know, he worked with some company that can, you know, that took real audio uh, because they they also were a big video camera family. So there is a lot of audio of Robert Sr. And he, so it's really his voice and, you know, his likeness uh, talking directly to Kim. And yeah, there's just a lot of kind of getting a little sidetracked in terms of Kanye being really a genius and the best. (laughs) (laughs) This is like what happens when you have Tony Stark money. Yes. Yes. And like, it's so, it's so crazy because when you watch it, it's so odd and unemotional, but they are like sobbing watching Uh it. And of course it's like literally her dad talking to her Mm. in, you know, if you believe it and feel it, it's like so overwhelming for them, but it's a real goof. But the thing you might be thinking of Chris is that on this last season, they, um, they, there was a whole storyline with, uh, Chloe and Tristan, like legit keep like camping out to try to see some flying saucers. And then when they were in Malibu, Chloe did see something in the sky and she was like, Oh no. And Tristan was asleep. So she was like, I saw something. I saw something in Malibu over the ocean. Yes. Yes. So it was it was like a very fun little uh, foray into into that world. But they're definitely believers. Oh, for sure. Also, now, Jess, you might have called Michael. I know. Chris, I know. I know. Because I caught Chris, myself. Chris Jenner. It's not I had Chris Jenner in the brain and yes. I immediately <laughs> was like, don't call it out. It's wrong. I just wanted. To, I know people are hearing. They they know it. But no, I know him. I'm sorry. It's because of Chris Jenner. Because you're such a boss, like she is. Well, um, and I I've had this kind of brain all week. When we were recording the other day, I mixed up like 20 names. Uh, it's just I'm having that sort of a week. But look, no, I know. It's fine. I I literally all I could think about for the last two minutes is where the hologram is now. Is it like in the top shelf of a of a walk-in closet? <laughs> Like, what do they do? Do they turn it off and just it's, stash do you it someplace? It's, it's, I don't, you think it's turned on? I don't know. I I don't have Kanye money. I don't know how holograms work. I'm picturing like I, something out of like Star Wars where they have like a little pedestal and they can turn it on and off and he appears. You know, it's called a hologram, but I really feel like it was more just like a projector kind yeah. of thing. Got it, got it, I got feel it, like it. it was like a projector. Yeah. More just sort of, yeah, kind of a little show. We got a lot of people writing into us about the, the Chloe stuff in Mount, the UFO searching, which is why. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys about it. And then there are people who are like, get her on the show. I don't know. Do you think she'd ever be on Bigfoot Collectors Club? She's Michael. She is single right now. And if you don't go <laughs> look, if you don't try to take Kim and Chloe on a date with yes, you, as a couple, get that. Be make them be sister wives for you. Do I it. Mean, my, do it. My mind's still reeling from that hot goss you dropped on the episode for episode one of Ella's for Losers about Brad and, that- and Kim. Isn't that just the most fun? I I felt like high off of it for days. Yeah. Now, it is totally like 
unsubstantiated other than like hearing it from a friend who heard it from a publicist sort of thing but i guess i shouldn't reveal po- uh, patreon secrets well, on no, here but, but guys that's just the- no it's good that's the kind of stuff you're gonna get over yes. at l yes. at patreon.com slash l is for losers Mar- marcy i remember last time and we're gonna we have to move on to a break soonish but i remember last time one of the last times you were on the show it might have been over on the Patreon. We got into because because Riley and Grace are big Real Housewives watchers, and and Real Housewives somehow comes up on the Patreon a lot, and or frequently for a, for a paranormal podcast. And I think you were talking about how the woman who the show medium that Patricia Arquette Allison was on Dubois she mm, destroyed a dinner party of <laughs> the Real Housewives. Yes. It's called Dinner Party from Hell. <laughs> this is this is uh, like a level of Housewives uh, lore. Like this is so high up on the list of must see uh, episodes. It's really historic. It's great because I it's got watch some, some just clips m- today, and I need to see the uh, whole thing now. It's, it's a joy. It's so good because it it kind of is just like a lot of but personal drama mm-hmm. and t- to see what happens when a medium m- gets in the mix mm. with some housewives, a mean medium, the it's meanest, the meanest woman, drunk, <laughs> drunken, mean medium. So oh, did you ever watch a DMM? Yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, I, sometimes I'd be occasionally like flip channels back when you used to do that and would stop and watch for a little bit, but no, I was not like a, I, I didn't stand the medium well an interesting thing about it that i didn't put together until watching allison in the flesh um on television uh was that so she drinks a lot and on the show she would drink to not see ghosts oh but she drinking was a part of the show it wasn't like she was never like an alcoholic but they definitely had her drinking to like push it down interesting and i was like oh this is because the writer's like she's a fucking drunk yeah i felt like they were not hiding that in the housewives episode Uh, (laughs) well no in fact they say don't they say that one of them says that like she's gonna come to this party and when she drinks the spirits really start talking yeah 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 and that's it's fully like the setup for the whole thing and then my god the amount of shots they have of her of like sipping those big bowls oh god it's so fun it's so good good. does she start calling out their dead relatives in front of everybody so (sighs) even better (laughs) their dead emotional relationships (laughs) the the backstory is that camille grammar uh and also at this time i don't think everyone knows maybe they do that camille's husband kelsey grammar is cheating on her right so uh soon to leave her for the woman he was cheating on her with who i think he is now married yes uh he got her pregnant i believe she was a flight attendant um so there's a fight between camille and kyle richards um who is paris hilton's aunt um so they already aren't getting along and so it's very clear the in in the they say in the episode camille goes i haven't told allison anything and it's so clear that she has told allison the targets on that woman (laughs) (laughs) that's her go after her and she's she's this is pre this is early years before vaping was cool she's vaping 
I'd never seen one before. I like for years after didn't. And it was like the craziest thing you've ever seen. It was like an electronic cigarette entered the scene and everyone's like, what the hell is that lady doing? And she is just drunkenly vaping and her eyes are just so busy. Her eyes are just narrowing, rolling her eyes. She's having the best time. Is she good? Is she a good medium? Sorry, Marcy. Well, you know, it's a great question, Michael, because she does start telling because they are they're kind of like, well, tell us something. Is anyone here like they're doing that annoying thing? Pushing, pushing. Yes. And she starts giving sort of mini readings. First, she's like, oh, I'm off the clock. I'm off the clock. Like avoiding, 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 which only makes them want more. Right. And, and then. Yeah. And then she like says something to Lisa Vanderpump and Lisa Vanderpump's like, that's not true. That's everyone who knows me knows that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) But then she turns it to Kyle and she says to Kyle, um, uh, I I see there being a second husband. Have you been married before? And Kyle's like, yes, I've been married before. She's like, oh, good. I guess this is going to be your last marriage. So that's great. But he will never fulfill you. Know that. (laughs) (laughs) Know that. She says it twice. He will never emotionally fulfill you. Know Know that. that. Mm -hmm. And it is like a bomb goes off at the table. Like they're like, what? Other threats. Like she's like, life is so crippling. Sometimes it's nice to just be in control of your annihilation. Control of your annihilation. And she keeps saying at the top, like, it's a girl's night, right? We're supposed to behave badly, right? <laughs> like she is wild. And she like just seems less like someone who talks to ghosts and just wants to come in and shake shit up. I she, agree. With her <laughs> with her red hair and the fake vaping smoke around her, she looks like the female incarnation of a de- the devil. Like she just Ugh. looks so fully evil. It's and, like such joy. It's so amazing. In fact, I think that's why like if she is a great medium, this really discredits her a lot because she yes. just looks like the meanest woman in the world. <laughs> uh, well, and that's why it's great cuz Taylor is like well, who is she talking to on the other side that knows about her husband's, <laughs> Kyle's husband's emotional life? Like, yes. who's who over there knows that? And it's like, her powers are not clearly outlined. And yeah. so I think the women especially are like, wait, what do you do? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Uh, it's she amazing. Does, she says this thing like, um, they're all here, but I tell them to take a back seat so I can focus on you ladies. But she wow. clearly hates them and is like going out of her way to make them all feel like shit. And <sighs> it's incredible. It's incredible. There's also a very famous exchange. Um, one of Kyle's best friends is um, Faye Resnick, oh. who was um, the best friend of I saw Nicole this part. Simpson. Yes. And so the line. So this is the weird like Kardashian overlap here. So yes, this is where it gets very thorny, weird. Um, and, Juice. you know, kind of kind of kind of th- <laughs> she forever tarnished her reputation largely because she put out a book uh, two months after her best friend's death, where she like t- talked about like secrets of her life and her sex life. Um, and yeah, and then posed for Playboy at some point after that, just really rode the wave of that of her best friend's murder, um, which I think is fair to not. Um, I think it's fair to frown upon. But Camille really like uh, is just plays her like kind of like a fiddle. Like I don't know you. Why do I know you? And then is like, oh, I know. 
from Playboy. She was in Playboy. That's right. Which is very funny because Camille was in Playboy. So she does it to shame her. But then Camille's and- like, I only had like a little part on the inside. I wasn't on the cover. Like, yes. It's like, it's like, doesn't, it's not a good uh, point of attack for Camille. But then in her confessional, she calls her the morally corrupt uh, Faye Resnick. And Whoa. you better believe that's stuck around. Oh, it's never. Every time I think of Faye Resnick, I think the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Talk about a perfect burn. It just sounds good. You just want to say it. By the way, these are all people I tried to get for my UCB show and podcast, Holly Weird. I tried to get Faye Resnick. <laughs> I tried to get Allison Dubois, who wrote me back, but lives in another state. Uh, because any- the this is like <laughs> the, my favorite, one of my favorite things in the world. Are there any other paranormal moments oh. that have happened on reality tv that like stick out in your mind you're like okay every this, season like, does anyone ever to... like did the does shaws of sunset ever catch a ghost on camera <laughs> oh currently shaws of sunset um is vacationing in a haunted cabin a norcal like i mean oh, not go. currently in real life but currently on the show so yes but also like when i started like thinking about it there's every so season many. they go like twice like some of the funny <clears throat> oh the oh this is a fun one just do you remember back in the day when vicky gunvalson was dating brooks ayers who mm-hmm. famously said his favorite part of her was her vagina uh, <laughs> and faked cancer <laughs> yeah so this is what it's about though so he at the time had cancer and for some reason Tamara has a lunch with uh megan king edwards and heather dubrow and then a psychic and the psychic says I just don't, I don't see cancer. And they're like, is she, is he faking it? And he's like, I don't know if he's faking it, but I don't. And this is like, I'm sure they had inside information somewhere else, but this is like what planted the bomb of Brooks is faking cancer and Vicky <laughs> fighting for years about it. It turns out, yes, he was faking cancer. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, then, oh, oh my gosh. And then Jess, do you remember when this is my favorite starting of a sentence (laughs) (laughs) on Roni back in the day, they went to Morocco and Uh bought a monkey's paw. uh, Oh, I wish. So they're at this party that this, you know, guys throwing it. That's belly dancers. It's like that he Uh has a fortune teller there as entertainment and the fortune teller is speaking in French. Luckily, (laughs) who possibly could help? Well, Lou and, and (laughs) Kelly Ben Simone. um, Oh yes. They both are speaking French. So they all have readings and Ramona sits down and Kelly is doing the translation and Kelly goes, (gasps) Because right after the the psychic, I mean, the fortune teller had just said ultra femme. And they, they go, oh, another woman, another woman, another woman. <laughs> Everyone, and Ramona's like looking around like, what? what? Huh? Huh? They, so the psychic said that her husband was basically having an affair with another woman. And she's like, oh, the other woman's probably my daughter. That's probably the other woman. Yes. And then, oh, yes, yes, yes. It did Ew. come out later that it was actually uh, an, an affair that he was having. Many affairs probably. I would have. say largely that's what these tend to si- sort of circle around is instead yeah. of it actually veering into like real paranormal like like just to jump back in the in the Allison Dubois Beverly Hills uh, dinner from hell like uh, 
Lisa Vanderpump wants to talk to her dead uh, grandma. Like yes. that's what she's trying. She's trying to like steer <laughs> it. And it's like, I would love to talk to my dead grandma. She means so much to me. And she gets like fully shut down by Alison Dubois, who then just wants to dive into like, your husband doesn't, will never fulfill you. So it's like, even the, they, they tend to just steer towards yeah. like uh, affairs. But I can tell <laughs> if in you're that. S- well, on, I was sorry, just gonna Marcy. say in in the Moroccan episode though it everyone is so scandalized and I, I think they start the women start crying so it definitely doesn't yes. feel like someone set it up they're like oh my god they're like they're they're all sobbing and Ramona's like it's okay it's okay it's okay uh, so <laughs> it's it's like one of the best. Uh, well, I feel like you can just, if you're a psychic, you walk into uh, Beverly Hills Mansion. You can, someone's cheating on somebody yes. in that house, and you just need to just, that's that's a really easy go to. Well, thank they you also, for sharing some. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that the most important bridge between a lot of these women and the paranormal world is a, is actually like that they don't want to go to like therapists or real doctors and they yes. have a lot of money. So they go to like, like Sonia <laughs> on New York on Roni, like gets told by a psychic, by a um, psychic. that she should go to therapy. <laughs> and then what does she do? She goes... So instead, she books. I uh, see you on a chaise lounge. There's someone tells there her listening. She, like, she it's so help. she's like, you should get help. And she's like, oh yes, I'm really working myself. She's like, no, but I mean an actual doctor. But the next thing Sonia does is go to her healer, uh, Alita St. James, who's been her healer for years. <laughs> and it's so funny because they're talking about her father, and Sonia's like, huh. I mean, I knew I had daddy issues. I just didn't know it was my father. <laughs> Meanwhile, this woman is like banging a little gong above her head, like like shaking little shakers around her and, feet. And so you goes, "Ow, ow! Oh, that's a buzz. That's a that buzz hurts." Ooh, I re- I just released something from my ankle. <laughs> like they'll do anything to participate, but not have to go seek like actual uh, trained medical help, and, uh, which helps. Michael, I'm sure I told you that last season on Real House. Uh, Housewives of Dallas they went Bigfoot hunting oh yeah I have to watch that episode I forgot you told me that guys it sounds like we all need to be watching a lot more reality TV that's, that's we're here for you like. or just listen to our podcast where we'll, re- yeah, we'll recap it all it. for you plug fantastic I I I really did not know there was as much paranormal stuff in these shows so that's- oh, yeah. at least twice a season there is a visit to a psychic yeah. Did they find Bigfoot? Wouldn't it be great if the Real Housewives ended up like Bryce is out there filming a show? Wouldn't it be great if Real Housewives were the ones that found Bigfoot? Okay, if you had to choose between five drunk, kind of hot, rich ladies or Bryce, who yeah. would you pick? Oh, I, you don't want to uh, say five drunk ladies. You don't want to say the whole time. Sorry, Bryce. Five drunk ladies. All the way. All right, yes. we, we got to take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna play bullshit or believe it. With Jess Jardine, and then this week's story of high strangeness. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Calling all passionate Goat Guns fans. Your desk is calling and it wants a new Goat Gun. We're thrilled to announce the release of a new model and attachments. 
Start or grow your collection with the finest miniature diecast products on the market. Explore our website now to see the latest releases and treat yourself or a friend. Don't wait. These models won't be available forever. Get yours at GoatGuns.com. And we're back with a special guest co-host, Marcy Jarro, and her co-host from Ellis for Losers, the wonderful Jess Jardine. Uh, you guys just share some of your favorite paranormal moments from reality television. But now, uh, Jess, we got to get into some of your belief system here. So this is a game that we like to play with all of our guests. I'm going to go down a list of phenomena. If you're open to it, you're going to say, believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say, bullshit. You have one or the other. There's no in-between, so use inflection if you're not sure. Okay? Okay. Okay. This is a game that we like to call Bullshit or Believe It. Jess Chardine. Mm-hmm. On your mark. Get set. Ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. Bullshit. ESP. Believe it. Shadow people. Uh, bullshit? Unicorns. Bullshit. Alien abductions. Believe it. Yeti. Bullshit. Mothman. Bullshit. Out-of-body experiences. Believe it. Tarot cards. Believe it. (sighs) Demonically possessed dolls. Bullshit. The healing power of crystals. Bullshit. An alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Bullshit. Atlantis. Bullshit. Haunted Houses. Believe it. Skunk Ape. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Well, you Bullshit. just unlocked Bullshit. a secret game within a game, so get ready. It's the ah. first time I've had to do this. Okay, here we go. Not, I mean, Bryce is usually the one that does the secret game, so we'll see how I do. The Jersey okay. Devil. Um, uh, believe it. The biblical devil. Bullshit. Speaking to the dead. Uh, bullshit. Mermaids. Oh, bullshit. The government is hiding the truth about Sasquatch. Mm, bullshit. Past lives. Uh, believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. Life after death. Uh, bullshit. Whoa, Jessica Jardine. <laughs> bullshit Wait, or believe it. How can you believe in ghosts at all if you don't believe in life after death? Good question. <laughs> or past lives. Get into it. Yeah. Also, life I'm after telling death. Yamara. Resurrection is life after death. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mara, you don't believe in speaking to ghosts. <laughs> I don't. How can you not believe in Mothman but believe in the Jersey Devil? Uh, that one I fumbled, okay? Or I... not the actual devil. <laughs> Listen, this is a pressure situation, Wait. okay? My palms are dripping with sweat. Not also, everything is going to make perfect sense. I'm sorry. Uh, Michael, you don't normally berate your listeners for their <laughs> <laughs> answers, right? Uh, our listeners I, or our guests? I'm Some... not li- your guests. Your no, guests. it's fine yeah. in this situation. I think we're among no. friends. It's all fine. That's But listen, that's a fair inconsistency to call out the ghost one. <laughs> I acknowledge. <laughs> I guess um, I believe. I guess when I hear life after death, 
I don't hear it as ghosts for some reason. I didn't yeah, think of thinking it as of ghosts. Yeah, you're thinking of like the heavenly realm or something. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, I think that I well, separate those. where do you those. think ghosts go? Or where do you think like when your friends are talking to people on the other side, it is, yeah. they're, they're do, on another... You... <laughs> yeah. Do you think only people who really love wow. their house get to stick around <laughs> and that everyone else is just like a poof gone for good? I guess I just haven't really had to articulate like the strata as I see it, but I guess, yeah, I, cause I really like I'm at a crossroads cause I can't explain it. I believe in ghosts, but I also believe once you're dead, you're in the dirt. She's <laughs> a walking know. contradiction. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there were ghosts up to a point and then we had, we were all full up and, um, now we're done so they're just floating around at capacity i don't know i'll work out my system of belief <laughs> okay okay you know what nobody actually knows the full truth it's true so it's fine to not it's fine to kind of bounce around there should be no permanence in the in most beliefs yeah There's, okay Jess. i believe something yes i'm getting excited i'm chomping at the bit here i apologize oh, i'm getting gosh. revved up here because you unlocked okay. a secret game within a game uh, by not knowing what Skunk Ape was, <laughs> I now have to play a game with you called 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. I'm going to pitch to you what Skunk Ape is, uh-huh. and, and and I have 60 minutes to make you believe in Skunk Ape. Okay? 60 minutes? Get 60, 60 minutes. seconds. This is going to be long. We already yeah. had that episode. Okay, here we go. Usually this is Bryce's job. Riley's so filled in gonna... before... You're pitching it it. to me, and I'm. The question is if I'm going to buy it at the end. Yes, exactly. Okay. 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 Uh, Okay. I I usually do this to Bryce, but I'm doing it to myself. I'm putting this on the clock. On your mark. Okay. Get set. Sell Skunk Ape. Okay. So basically, Skunk Ape is Florida's Bigfoot. Now, I know you said Bigfoot's bullshit, but let me just put this little piece of kernel in your little kernel in your mind. What if Bigfoot's not some like jolly mythical creature? It's actually some sort of endangered species, relic hominid. There's like maybe 75 of them out there that are surviving deep within the woods, sort of like them, how the mountain gorilla hadn't really been discovered until the late Mm -hmm. 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. They're highly Mm -hmm. intelligent. They avoid people. They can live in the deep, deep, deep in the woods and they know how to stay away from folks. Okay, so just think about mm-hmm. that in the back of your mind. The skunk mm-hmm. ape, Google Mayaka skunk ape right now, M-Y-A-K-K-A skunk ape. You're going to see a couple images that an old woman went out in her backyard, saw this thing eating apples and eating plums, called the cops, said, did somebody lose an orangutan? There's this thing in the oh. woods. There's a thing in my backyard. She was worried it was going to like attack her pets. She snapped two pictures. You can see the beast moving its head in one from one to the other, and that's it. I'm out of I'm out of time. I'm out of time. <laughs> that's Skunk Ape. There's a photo of him right there. He looks like a yeti, or like he looks like Bigfoot. Yes, right? yes, he's Florida's Bigfoot. I see. Okay, okay. Wow. You know what? This is yes, just be, don't just be nice. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't think he's real, but I'm having fun thinking about it. <laughs> so do you buy skunk ape? No, I'm sorry. Damn. I don't. I know. Listen, I'm going to tell you. I God, wish that I could. would have been so good if I had won that. You have no clue. The clout I would I- have had. It's it's not you. It's this scientist's blood in me. It's not even, you know, my dad's from Scotland. Like we said, we took a trip to uh, Loch Ness where sure. you like and it's so by the way, everyone should go. It's so fun. It's the cutest little town. 
and you like go out on a boat oh and they tell you the story of Loch Ness and it's like every it is so like all you want to do is believe it but that also that water is very scary it's like shiny sparkly black it's very spooky now um but, but look yeah. at the eyes shine on this thing. Look at the way it tilts its head in the next picture and opens its okay. mouth. You can see Wait. those teeth. <laughs> when you told, told her to Google that, I Googled it and just did like Google image search. search. And uh, I would like you to both look at your text message I just sent you because this is one of the fellows who came up in my search. Oh, <laughs> I'm not touching that. He, he's got thick thighs and he is spooked by someone. Oh, I didn't know you were in here is what it oh, seems like he's saying. excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I... I'm like, I'm saying if we're just, I want, I want this to be true. I want this to be true. Great. You know, it's like that weird. Wasn't there that like insane creature that like washed up on the shore in like long Island, like Montauk monster, Montauk, the Montauk monster. Well, I'm gonna yes, look yes, yes, yes. That was like the whole basis of stranger things was based on that legend. The Montauk oh. monster. That there was a could... creature off the shores of lock, you know, that there was like a, a black site, you know, uh, doing experiments yeah. on oh, Long Island. I never knew that. Yeah. In Very... fact, Stranger Things' working title was Montauk. <gasps> well, this is heavily covered in Gawker at the time. I remember yeah. being just like riveted by this Montauk monster, which may actually be a bloated raccoon carcass. Yeah. I think oh, it's just, interesting. It's just a drowned raccoon. All right. We got to get into the this week's story of high strangeness now knowing that i had you two on and it is wet hot alien summer two summer abduction i thought <laughs> i gotta combine both of these things into something that's gonna really play on their expertise um so that being said let's get into tonight's story marcy mm. are you ready on standby to play some characters in this thing absolutely great all right not too long ago we reported on a BCC news item that singer Demi Lovato had recently gotten into the practice of trying to summon UFOs with famed ufologist and conspiracy theorist Dr. Stephen Greer. Here she is talking about this exper experience with Kesha on Instagram. <laughs> right, I'm going to play this audio for you right now. Hopefully you can hear it. Oh, that's very funny. She's showing pictures of a blue 20, light. 20, 30 feet away. And then when I would try to walk up to it, it would just hop another 20, 30 feet back. So I could never chase it or get to it. But I, I was trying. And at one point in the night, I literally said, meet me in my dreams. Let's, let's hang out in my dreams. We're calling it on a contact session tonight. But you're welcome to come hang out in my dreams. And Dr. Greer calls this blue orb kindness because they had an experience with the same blue orb in the desert where it actually healed somebody's hearing loss. And so oh they God. named it uh -oh. kindness, this ET. Aww. And so um, another, there was, I don't know if you can see this, but there's these like two lights. Like two that, blue. Yeah, that was caught on camera that just showed up in some of the pictures. That's insane. Yeah, and and that I watched float in front of my friend Maude. He, <laughs> he was sitting there, and 
and it floated like right in front of his sleeve. And I was just like, I looked at Dr. Greer and I was like, do you see that? He was like, yeah. I was like, that's wild. So that was Demi, Demi Lovato sharing her experience of a blue orb named Kindness kindness that she summoned with dr greer as kesha reacted to it i will put this uh link in the show notes so you guys can watch it at home pretty oh pretty wow wild now demi lovato and kesha aren't nearly the first celebrities or singers to get into ufos as longtime listeners of bcc are aware tom DeLong from blink 182 began mm-hmm. to the stars academy to further study ufos in the private sector and was one of the forces behind the breaking of the Pentagon UFO program, a tip that was revealed in the New York Times back in 2017, along with some now uh, now well-known and legendary UFO footage. Yeah. I thought it would be fun if we took a look at some of the other celebrities who have relationships with aliens or UFOs in a little expose I put together simply called Celebrity UFO Sightings. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think I know some. I'm excited. Ooh, okay, great. Um, and if I miss any, then then fill us in. All okay. right, well, this first one I think you guys are going to really like. Um, famed sitcom actor Fran Drescher claimed oh. she was abducted by aliens as a teenager while driving in the car with her father. It's an experience she claims par- paralleled that of her ex-husband, Peter Mark Jacobson. She told uh, a reporter this. You know, it's funny because Pete and I both saw aliens before we knew each other doing the same thing, driving (laughs) on the roads with our dads. We were both in junior high. A few years later, we met and we realized that we had the same experience. (laughs) I think somehow we were programmed to meet. We both have this scar. It's the exact scar on the exact same spot. Her ex-husband Jacobson shared his doubts. Great job, by the way, Marcy. Saying yeah. really bad. <laughs> that she got the scar from a childhood accident with a drill. But Drescher knows the real truth. No, I said to him, that's what the aliens programmed us to think. But really, that's where the chip is. Now, Fran Drescher is yeah. the only sitcom actor on this list. And the rest of these people are, are mostly pop and rock stars. Like mm. this one, very well known, very contemporary. I maybe not as contemporary as uh, still contemporary, maybe I don't know. But Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. and a friend were driving through San Bernardino. Now, Jess, is this one of the ones that you knew about? No. Okay, great. You're just confirming that she's still contemporary, and I'm not. I, I'm, I'm like I'm like a dad now without kids. I don't know what's <laughs> popular anymore. She, she and a friend were driving through San Bernardino when suddenly they looked up. And saw what Cyrus described as a flying snowplow <laughs> chasing down their car. Uh, I'm pretty sure about what I saw, but yeah. I also bought wa- weed wax from a guy in the van in front of a taco shop, so it could have been the weed wax. <laughs> But Cyrus and her friend weren't the only witnesses. Other cars on the road were pulling over and watching the UFO as it cruised overhead. Cyrus Mm. claims she could see an alien being riding in the front near a glowing yellow plow. It looked at me and it made eye contact. (laughs) What really shook me, like looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. (laughs) 
missed. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Probably the least surprising celebrity to have witnessed UFOs is the um, one who many consider to be an extraterrestrial himself, David <laughs> fucking Bowie. Yes. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust grew up fascinated by UFOs. Allegedly, he saw them so many times as a kid, he quote unquote got used to them. There are even stories of him standing on the roof of his working class home looking for UFOs, to which an onlooker shouted, Can you get BCC2? <laughs> and obviously, a number of his songs are inspired by the concept of alien life. In 1975, uh. Bowie spoke to Bruno Stein in Cream Magazine and had this to say about his encounters with UFOs. I used to work for two guys who put out a UFO magazine in England about six years ago, and I made sightings six, seven times a night for about a year when I was in the observatory. We had regular cruises that came over. We knew the 615 was coming in and we would meet up with another one. And they would be stationary for about a half hour. And then after verifying they'd been doing that day, they'd shoot off. There's another instance where the adult Bowie commented about seeing a glowing UFO over a field that he felt was a projection of my own mind trying to make sense of this quantum topological doorway into dimensions beyond our own. But the alien life he was most interested in, according to Bowie in a 1997 interview with MTV, was not quite the concept in a literal sense. When asked about what he thought about the growing interest in aliens and alien abductions, Bowie said this. Ha, huh, I feel like a traitor, but I'm sort of indifferent to it. I'm not madly obsessed about the thing in terms of hardware, science, science fiction hardware. I've just tended to use the idea of the alien or the otherness of beings as to pinpoint a sense of isolation or alienation, which is slightly more of a psychological thing. They became ciphers for that more. <laughs> but the idea is, here's their life on Mars. <laughs> I could care less. <sighs> Bowie isn't the only rock and roll legend who claimed to see UFOs. During his, thank you, during his infamous last weekend in New York City in 1975, former Beatle John Lennon saw UFOs while in the presence of his and Yoko's assistant, May Peng. During a sober moment in a weekend bender, John was compelled to the window and saw a UFO hovering over a building across the way. I was lying naked on my bed when I had this urge, so I went to the window, just dreaming about my dreaming around in my usual poetic frame of mind. There, as I turned my head, hovering over the next building, with no more than a hundred feet away, was this thing with ordinary electric light bulbs flashing on and off round the bottom, one non-blinking red light on top. Lennon called <sighs> Peng over to the balcony, where she, too, witnessed the craft. As I walked out into the terrace, my eye caught this large circular object coming towards us. It was shaped like a flattened cone, and on top was a large, brilliant red light, not pulsating as on any of the aircraft we'd, we'd see heading for a landing at Newark Airport. When it came a little closer, we could make out a row of, or circle of white lights that ran around the entire rim of the craft. These were also flashing on and off. There were so many of these lights that it was dazzling to the mind. 
The two Ooh. tried taking pictures of the event with their Polaroid cameras, but nothing turned up in the images. But Lennon <laughs> insisted the event took place, even noting it down in the booklet of the Walls and Bridges album artwork. On the 23rd, wow. August 1974, at 9 o'clock, I saw a UFO. <laughs> He wrote and then signed the statement with his initials. And who else had a connection to UFOs? Well, none other than the king of rock himself, Elvis. Bryce, if you're listening, I'm sorry you missed this bit, buddy. Elvis, Elvis's UFO <laughs> connection occurred on the night he was born, January 8th, 1935. During the in-home delivery of baby Elvis, his father walked out to have a cigarette and looked up into the skies and saw a strange blue light hovering over their shack, a sign that he took to mean that something special was happening that night. Now, according to Elvis's longtime hairstylist and friend, Larry Geller, Elvis told him that as an eight-year-old boy, he was telepathically contacted by two alien beings who showed him a vision of a man performing in a white suit in front of cheering crowds. At the time, young Elvis had no idea that this was a vision of his own future. Larry Geller was even with Elvis one time as they were driving through the desert and saw lights in the night sky speeding so quickly they knew. It, they could not be airplanes. Now, this next individual isn't a celebrity on the level of Elvis, but he did have an experience that's one of my favorite stories of extraterrestrial contact. Author, comic book writer, and magic practitioner Grant Morrison, the mind behind The Invisibles, Happy, and Batman Arkham Asylum, among many, many more, was in Kathmandu when he was visited by celestial beings. After seeing a BBC documentary retracing the steps of the Buddha, Morrison and a good friend traveled to Kathmandu where they visited Swayambhutna, the temple of the self-created one. Legend says that if an individual were able to climb all 365 steps of the temple in one breath, they would be guaranteed enlightenment in this lifetime. So Morrison and his friend took a deep breath and jogged up the stairs. Two nights later in his hotel room, Morrison was working away on a script when suddenly a strange sensation flooded the room. Now, Morrison admits that he had smoked a wee bit of hashish earlier that day on the <laughs> roof of the hotel, but not enough to fully explain what happened next. He looked up, and according to Morrison, silver balls began to emerge from the walls. They basically said to Morrison, okay. You've done it now. Where do you want to go? And Morrison responded, Alpha Centauri? Immediately, Morrison was transported out of his body and shot through space-time where he was given a 350-dimensional view of a planetary system with three suns. Describing the entire experience as being peeled off in the third dimension, the alien intelligence then transported Grant Morrison to a cathedral-like gigantic vaulted space that he calls infinite but confined. He's a uh, Scottish, by the way, and it's a very thick accent. And in honor of your father, I'm not going to attempt it. Oh, come on. All right, I'll try okay. it. I'll try it. I'll try it. Try, try, try. The silver ball showed up, showed Morrison an aerial view of all space time from the Big Bang to the end of our universe and was instructed that they, stay with me, guys, the silver blobs 
we're growing universes in time like vegetables in a garden box. Because the dimension they were in was outside of time, endless and eternal, the only way to grow their quote-unquote children was to create time and plant the seeds of a universe within it so it could age and grow. From this perspective, Morrison could see that the first single-celled organism that first split on planet Earth millions and millions of years ago was continuing to multiply. And, all, and that since then, all life origin and since that and since all life originated from that cell, all life on Earth is really one living being spread across time. That being was feeding, consuming its environment like a chaotic, like chaotically, like like a caterpillar on a leaf. And like a caterpillar, it would eventually evolve into a different being. I, actually, I should wind up and say it's not consuming everything chaotically. It's in its nature to consume everything. So the globs were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. All this stuff going on with the, the environment and all this stuff, it's part of the process. It's part of like the way a, ca- a caterpillar eats the leaf. Yeah. This single-celled organism that split up and lives throughout all of time, it's basically saying we're all one. We're consuming our environment the way that a bug feeds off of a leaf, okay? I mean, uh-huh. listen, we should still, you know, recycle and everything. But so Morrison <laughs> said about the experience, here we go. I felt like I just woke up more real than anything. Oof, not great. He likened That's our reality. It's, he likened our reality to a he likened our reality to a low res 1950s TV image when compared to the ultra HD version of the endless cathedral of the silver blobs. It's all one thing, they told them. If he could wrap his mind around what he'd seen, the beings encouraged Morrison to go back and tell as much as he could about the experience. This incident profoundly impacted Morrison's life and future work, basically becoming the basis for his occult, his occult series, The Invisibles, and even turned up in superhero comics like All-Star Superman. Morrison spent the next few years chasing the experience with psychedelics, DMT, and other drugs, but was never able to recreate what he perceived as this shamanic alien abduction-like experience. And he said that, like, going into this, he was like, he was like, he never touched a drug. He never touched touched alcohol until he was 32. He was, like, super straight-edge kind of punk guy. And then, like, he started toying around a little bit. But he was like, I literally, he was like, I had, like, one hit off a hash pipe. And that was, like, hours before this happened. He's like, but I have to admit, I was on drugs when this took place. (laughs) He's like, but he was like, nothing like this has ever happened. You know, he was just being Miley. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, next time you're pursuing perusing U.S. Weekly or Perez Weekly. Oh my god. Oh yeah. You're right. I know it's Us Weekly. I know it's Us Weekly. I just wasn't realizing what I was. Chris, get with the program. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, Chris. Next time you're perusing Us Weekly or Perez Hilton. I really hate when people do that. Or listening to L is for Losers latest updates on the reemergence of Benifer. Remember. This episode of BCC and understand that when it comes to UFOs and aliens, celebrities really are just like us. Oh, oh. 
perfect. This was perfect, Michael. Bravo. Bravo. What good performances. <sighs> very uh, good. Very good. Uh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Well, what do you think, Jess? Jessica Jardine. What the hell is that? <laughs> what are these celebrities seeing? I mean, I, it's real. You know, they're stars. They're close to the planets. They they have a special access. Sounds like blue orbs are very common, I'm hearing. Yeah, that kindness entity shows yeah, up a couple times. Yeah, it sounds like kindness is really floating around, uh, even though it sounded very playful with uh, Demi. Mm-hmm. I love it. The only one I had heard of that or knew of other than that was um, Dan Aykroyd, right? And oh, he's, yes. He's a big crystal skull guy and hence yes. the, the baka. Yes, um, we've 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 talked about him on the show before, so I kind of left him out of this yes, one. But yeah, I figured, yeah, yeah. I figured as much. I um, mean, I've already gone on and on about Shirley MacLaine, so we don't yes. need to do that. Yes, <laughs> Marcy did Shirley MacLaine already. But I mean, there's, you know, there's like Sammy. There's one that I saw that was like Sammy Hagar was like, yeah, man. I was like dreaming and these two aliens like came down and like talked to me and I know it was a dream, but it was real. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I might leave this one out, but (laughs) I'm surprised like it, you know, it really was like mostly, I guess I'm not surprised. It's mostly like pop and rock stars who are having this stuff, but uh, yeah, friend Drescher, she was like really seriously believed she was abducted by aliens. I mean, but do not forget that Anne Heche said that she was an alien, I believe. I know. I thought about that one. She called herself it's, Celestia, but it turned out to be like... <laughs> a bit of a really, bipolar episode. Yeah, yeah. I think it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a real manic episode, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to... Celestia is so yeah. fun, though. Google uh, Anne Heche and Celestia. It's a good story. I just, I don't know. I was like, maybe Did she maybe not, not tell it on this. Oprah? I feel she's, as if she told it on Oprah. Am I great? No, she she wrote it in a book and then talked about the book on Oprah. Got it. Never mind. Yes, yes. Oh, I think wow. it was like, she, like I'm, thought I'm she was read God. This later. Yes. Oh, yeah. Check out Anne Haitian Celestia. It is. I just felt it was also maybe a little sad, so I didn't. I didn't want to. No, get that makes sense. It'll, it. It's so interesting because it's like you know, as much as these uh, like interactions and experiences can happen to the common man or woman, it also does make sense that like. People who are living bizarre lives surrounded by yes men and on getting to having no barriers about like what drugs they do or what like psychotropic experiences they have. It's like, yeah, that checks out that that would be a a sect of the population that's probably pretty open. Yeah. And basically like rock stars are living like a constant magic ritual. I mean, they're getting on stage. They're 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 transcending like social norms right and yeah. left they're sort of rising up and becoming gods in their own right like gods in yeah. like the fashionable you know sort of like you know gods walking them uh, on i am a men golden type. god yeah, yeah. Like, i'm a golden god golden kind god. of stuff yeah so Wait. i could see this could influence some of this stuff now not alien or ufo but i just remembered uh so do you remember the show the ghost whisperer with jennifer love hewitt yes oh yeah so that's based on this medium i just read her book it's called when ghosts when ghosts speak and in the book she talks about going to jennifer love hewitt's house and that there was a ghost in jennifer love hewitt's house who was like some basically like a stalker and he watched her in jennifer in, in love's shower he would like peep at her what? and that she was like i think you know this guy and then jennifer love hewitt called her mom and found out that like a guy from her hometown 
had died and like it was what? the guy that that the medium described she's like oh it's a pervert from my hometown it was Ew. watching me shower that's no fair he got a pass he died and then he got to go peep on her i mean i think he got really chastised by the medium though she's like good Get out of here you pervert he's like i'm surprised <laughs> that's not more commonly part of it just I'm like sure straight pervin you oh, know absolutely it is so much like cupboards and <laughs> kitchenware flying as opposed to just like peeping on titties. Well, they got to be quiet when they're looking at them bitties. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is one of that's my probably my favorite part of Ghostbusters when he uh, speaking of Acker is no, it's not Ackroyd. It's um, Bill Murray. Bill Murray gets the or no, I think it's it is. It's Ackroyd who gets the ghost yeah. Blow job. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a full eyes cross. <laughs> yeah. Real like confusing moment for me as like a five-year-old kid. I was like, yes. what is happening here? Huh? I don't understand. Huh? I think I get it. But and Kesha I... had sex with a ghost. <clears throat> oh, oh did she? Right. I believe so. Oh, Amazing. Bless her. Bless don't her giving, those... Mm -hmm. giving those reactions uh, to Demi was just oh. precious. What a clip. Marcy, you're Miley maybe yeah. the real high, high point that of really was the, the they were the, all beautiful performances my great morrison was not great but that's okay. well no, no the the but the bowie the lennon those were beautiful performances but just I, I, on like a gut visceral what is i'm gonna hear in my head for days is that miley i love oh her my God. so much <laughs> there was a moment where i was like i know marcy's gonna nail this one <laughs> <laughs> Just you couldn't even tell the difference. Now with May Pang, I don't know who she is. So I actually That's have fine. a funny side story of her very quickly, Great, which is that um, May Pang, May Pang, and okay. Yoko. This is an interesting thing. So my husband Tim has a podcast about cocktails. We're all in the biz, right? Don't don't shout it out. Don't even say it. No. I won't even say it. No don't sloppy boys. Don't go listen to it. Um, but no, they they do. They pick a cocktail every week, and so and they talk about the history of it. And so they did Brandy Alexander's a while back, and found this very funny night of like you know there's there was Lennon's like Lost Year, which was obviously. Uh, longer and he was out here in LA just fucking around and very drunk and um but he he wanted to come out and Yoko was like not excited at the idea of him she didn't want to come to LA so she allowed the um that assistant my may uh it was like hand picked by her to basically be his like partner in LA like she, he was allowed to fool around with her her surrogate uh, oh. yes it's like basically picked a surrogate for John to have out during his like carousing LA time of which there's lots of stories there's that I think are all like pretty pretty dumb where it's like he started a drinking club with um Alice Cooper and like some other guys called the vampires of Hollywood. And so they would drink at the rainbow, which is still in existence. It's a, we're rock and rollers have gone to drink forever. And they had a little like VIP room, but on one night he got absolutely hammered on um, Brandy Alexander's and there's photos of this. It's a very funny photo series. They went to the Troubadour. I'm blanking on who they were seeing, but they, it was him and Harry Nielsen and they got hammered uh, on Brandy Alexander's. And you can see these like weird, they come in funny cups, you know, because they're kind of like hot toddy cups. And there, and then there's these photos of Lennon and my like 
hammered making out in the car like paparazzi shots Whoa. <laughs> I'm like leaving i'll find him for you inside him i'm like leaving the troubadour absolutely um hammered and it was like a scandal kind of but it wasn't because yoko had allowed it so yes that's the story of that assistant uh yes and- she was also allowed to have this like last weekend with him while like he and yoko were on a break while this was yeah it was basically on. like a thing just an arrangement of like yeah go fuck around um but it's a very funny little photo series of them like absolutely all hammered leaving the troubadour just a fun side story that came up I love it. And we'll hear more stories like that every week on L is for Losers. Yeah. Uh, ladies, Marcy, first of all, thank you so much for filling in uh, for Bryce's Shoes. You did an amazing job. Uh, uh, my pleasure. J- Jessica Jardine, really thank you for being here. Uh, what a wonderful guest. Uh, ladies, we, we don't know where to find John Lennon's spirit uh, or these aliens, but where can they find both of your works? Mm. I mean, go check out Ella's for Losers on Patreon. Uh, you can go check out Instagram, JJJLA. That's Jess's oh! Instagram. Go see her miniatures. You'll find them. You'll find them. Uh, mine is Marcy Lane. And then I have two other podcasts, A Funny Feeling uh, with Betsy Sadara. We t- the, uh, the sister. Po- you guys know it. Don't don't act like that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Nicole Byer and I have 90 Day Bay also on Patreon. Sorry, Jess, I didn't mean to do your work for you. Are you, you. kidding? I, I mean, kicking my feet up over here, just relaxing while my friend <laughs> rolls right through all the plugs. No, you nailed it. Perfect. What a pal. Great. That's all it. right. Well, uh, <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, come back anytime. Uh, you know, there have been requests to do like one of these episodes of Real Housewives as part of the Bigfoot TV club over on the Patreon. Maybe we'll do that sometime. Maybe Ooh. we'll find out. Uh, Bryce, Riley, we missed you. But don't worry, guys. They'll be back next week. Until then, good night and go get regressed. That's my Bryce voice. Wait, let's do that again, um, Marcy, and be Miley and say, go get regressed as Miley. (laughs) Until next week, good night. And go get regressed. (laughs) No, no. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. 
Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.